and welcome to A Path to Redemption, the podcast. My name is Daniel Arona, and just remember the simple truth. The Father loves you, Jesus loves you, and the Holy Spirit loves you. Look, I hope that you've had another great week. I hope that you've had time to spend with the Lord in prayer um, and really trying, again, to foster that relationship and staying ever close to Him as we need to. Amen. So last week, we kind of talked about the baptism of the Holy Spirit, what it really means, what it really is, dispelled some of those myths, right? And this week, we're going to talk about the demonstration of the power of the Holy Spirit, because Christ said, himself, you know, that, that, that there is power in the Holy Spirit and that we would be endued with power on the day of Pentecost, right? So it's important that we understand what that power is, how it works. We already did one um, in particular on the giftings and those types of things. So we're not going to touch as much on that as much as we are just going to talk about how the Holy Spirit is the demonstration of the power of Christ. Amen. So again, before we get started, just a few housekeeping items. Again, all of our scripture comes from the New King James Version of the Bible. If you need a copy of a New King James Bible, feel free to drop me a note at path to redemption ohio at gmail.com and then also again don't take my word for it make sure you're studying to show yourself approved unto god make sure that you are working through exactly what god has for you and you're learning directly from god himself and allow the holy spirit to teach you and guide you like we talked about Amen. So, but if you do have questions, feel free to drop me a note at pathredemptionohio at gmail.com. I'm more than happy to help. In fact, I'm, you know, I'm more than happy to answer any questions or anything like that. Amen. Um, just another quick announcement here. I am on an app called Wisdom now, um, where it allows me to interact with different listeners and, and those types of things. I haven't fully worked out a schedule of when I'm going to be on there doing like Q&A sessions, doing some basic teachings and those things. But that is going being worked out right now. So uh, there'll be more to come on that probably by next week. But uh, yeah, on the app called Wisdom, you can check me out there again at Path to Redemption. So Let's go ahead and let's get started and let's dive into Scripture. So, again, we're talking about the demonstration of the power of the Holy Spirit, and we have to understand that Christ came back in power, right? So if you go back to, to Luke chapter four, and you know we're going to start at verse one, and we're going to talk about the, temp, the temptation of Jesus here. It says in verse one, it says, then Jesus being filled with the Holy Spirit returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, being tempted for 40 days by the devil. And in those days he ate nothing. And afterward, when they had ended, he was hungry. And the devil said to him, if you are the son of God, command the stone to become bread. And Jesus answered him saying, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. Then the devil, taking him up on a high mountain, showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. And the devil said to him, all this authority I will give to you and their, in their glory, for this has been delivered to me, and I give it to whomever I wish. Therefore, if you will worship me, all will be yours. And Jesus answered and said to him, get behind me, Satan, for it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God and him only shall you serve. Then he brought him to Jerusalem and set him on the pinnacle of the temple and said to him, if you are the son of God, throw yourself down here for it is written, he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you and in their hands, lest they, they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against the stone. And Jesus answered and said to him, it has been said, you shall not tempt the Lord your God. Now, now, when the devil had ended every temptation, he departed from him until the, the an opportune time. And then I want to focus here on verse 14. It says, Then Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit to Galilee, and news of him went out through the surrounding region, and he taught in their synagogues, being glorified by all. So it wasn't until that the Jesus Christ was baptized in the Spirit, right? When he was baptized, we were talked about how, how the Holy Spirit came and rested upon him as a dove, and it was then that he was 
is led up by the Spirit into the wilderness, right, to be tempted 40 days and nights. Um, well, to be up there 40 days and nights fasting, but then to be tempted at the very end there by Satan himself, and ultimately so that he could come back in the power of the Spirit. And there's a couple of things here that I want you to understand, is that the power of the Spirit is not just, you know, the laying on of hands and, and seeing he, sick people healed, or deliverance, or, you know, miracle working power. That's not just the power of the Spirit. Because the power of the Spirit also makes you keep going, right? And it causes you to endure to the end. There is something inside you that just keeps pushing you forward and pushing you forward and pushing you forward. And that is the power of the Spirit. Very much so in this way that Jesus Christ returned, right? Because he had not eaten for 40 days and 40 nights. He was just tempted of the devil, right? And the devil finally departed him and he came back in the power of the Spirit. The Spirit kept quickening his mortal body to push him further and to push him further. And that's what the Spirit can do for us, right? But it also does mean that the Spirit has the power to be able to heal. The Spirit does have the power to be able to do to do the working of miracles and a bunch of those things as well. And how do we know that? Because Christ said that we would be endued with power, right? If you go to the book of Acts, chapter 1, starting with verse 4, the Bible says, And being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, You have heard from me, for John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Therefore, when they had come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? And he said to them, It is not for you to know times or seasons which the Father has put in his own authority, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, you shall, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in all Samaria and to the end of the earth. Now, that Greek word there for the word power is dynamin. That's where we get our word dynamite, right? This is not talking about authority. This is talking about physical, actual power to be able to do things and to make things happen, right? Now, again, we that doesn't happen in just us, right? That doesn't happen when, when a minister decides, oh, you know what? I'm going to heal that person. And I've heard ministers say that before, where they say, you know, oh, you need a healing. You come to me. I'll heal you. Well, that's actually not scriptural, right? Because the healing is sal- is salvation. The healing is Jesus Christ. That's where the healing lies. And it's all according to his will. We do not have the power to be able to just presumptively say, oh, I can heal you, or you're going to be healed, or you're going to be delivered, or this is going to happen. It all has to be said by, the, by Jesus Christ and by the leading of his spirit. And you have to be led to be able to lay hands on someone. And we, we talked about that at length before. But I say that very, very very importantly, right? Because I don't want to misconstrue what the power of the Holy Spirit is. Yes, it's all of those things. But how many ministers have gone out presumptively and said, I'm going to heal you. And then ultimately it wasn't the will of God. It wasn't what God wanted at that moment in time for that person. Maybe there was a lesson God was trying to trying to teach, or maybe God wanted to spare someone down the road, something that may be coming. But regardless of what God's will was, it wasn't understood in that particular situation. And then the minister acted presumptively and began to lay hands hands on someone, even though it may, may not have been God's will. So we have to understand that even as we're ministering, yes, the power is there. The miracle working power is there. Can, is, the Lord can certainly heal and deliver and do 
all of those things, right? And work miracles. I mean, we see it all through scripture, right? I've been miraculously healed numerous times by the, by the Holy Spirit. And, you know, it's okay. It is fine. But we have to understand that we cannot act presumptively and say this when in all actuality, God may be doing something else, right? It's very, very important that I make that clear. So again, Paul said in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, starting at verse 1, he said, And I, brethren, when I came to you, did not come with excellence of speech or of wisdom declaring to you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. I was with you in weakness and fear and in much trembling, and my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power, that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God, right? That means the power of God to be able to save us, the power of God to be able to have a salvation, the power of God to be able to keep us in the way that we should go, and yes, the power of God to see the things that we traditionally think about when we think of power, right? Paul also said in Romans 15, starting in verse 14, he said, now I myself am confident concerning you, my brethren, that you also are full of goodness, filled with all knowledge, able also to admonish one another. Nevertheless, brethren, I have written more boldly to you on some points as reminding you because of the grace given to me by God that I might be a minister of Jesus Christ to the Gentiles, ministering the gospel of God, that the offering of the Gentiles might be acceptable, sanctified by the Holy Spirit. Therefore, I have reason to glory in Christ Jesus and the things which I which pertain to God, for I will not dare to speak of any of those things which Christ has not accomplished through me in word and deed, to make Gentiles obedient in mighty signs and wonders by the power of the Spirit of God, so that from Jerusalem and round about to Illyricum, I have fully preached the gospel of Christ. And so I have made it my aim to preach the gospel, not where Christ was named, lest I should build on another man's foundation. But as it is written, to whom he was not announced, they shall see, and those who have not heard shall understand. So we see here then, again, that the power of God or the power of the, or the demonstration of the power comes through the Holy Spirit, as it says in verse 19, in mighty signs and wonders by the power of the Spirit of God, so that from Jerusalem and round about to Elycrium, I have fully preached the gospel of Christ. So we see again that there should be power behind the demonstration of the Holy Spirit and behind whenever we we pray for someone according to the leading of the Holy Spirit, right? And we've talked about how in 1 Corinthians, the, the gifts of the Spirit, and Paul talks about it in 1 Corinthians 12, where he says in verse 1, now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant. You know that you were Gentiles carried away to these dumb idols, however you were led. Therefore, I make known to you that no one speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus accursed, and no one can say that Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. There are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of activities, but it is the same God who works all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by the same Spirit, to another working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, to another interpretation of tongues. But one and the same Spirit worketh all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills, right? So look, if you've been baptized by the Holy Spirit, right, like the Holy Spirit will give you these gifts, the gifts of the Spirit, all according to your calling, right? If you are not called to a miracle-working ministry, you 
may not get the gift of the work in miracles, right? If you are not called to uh, to a deliverance ministry, you may not get the discernment of spirits, right? You may not get certain ones. It all depends on what you, the calling is on your particular life. And the Holy Spirit will give you gifts. And then the the Holy Spirit may decide later that, you know what, you've developed in a certain way and that it's time for additional gifting to help you to fulfill the calling that God has for you. So that ultimately you can operate and work in the office that he wants. Because again, this is very, very important, right? Because we have got to make sure that we understand that it is to benefit the church to benefit the people. In verse 4, it says, There are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of activities, but it's the same God who works all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. Right, So it is for the benefit and the edification of the church and the benefit of the edification of those who will believe on Jesus Christ. That is the purpose of the gifting. And then going through verse 11, but one in the same spirit works all these things, distributing to each one or individually, each one individually as he wills. Right, So it's whatever the Lord wants in your life and it's based upon your calling. And we've kind of talked about that in season two and we went into, into detail on it. I don't want to hammer it home here. Go back and check out check out that episode but at the end of the day what i want to be clear here about though is that if you have the baptism of the holy spirit there should be a demonstration of the power there right now it is not like harry potter like you're not going to go around laying hands on people saying be healed be healed be healed be healed right that's not how this works that's not how the leading of the spirit works that's not how god works what right we have got to understand what his will is and we have to walk according to that will even when jesus christ was here on this earth there were probably thousands of people that were sick or dying or the, the whole time that he walked in his ministry for that time right but he only went to the ones that god sent him to right in john chapter 5 starting at verse 24 this is what jesus said most assuredly i say to you he who hears my word and believes in him who sent me has everlasting life and shall not come into judgment but has passed from li- from death into life most assuredly i say to you the hour is coming and now is when the dead will hear the voice of the son of god and those who hear will live For as the Father has life in himself, so he has granted the Son to have life in himself, and has given him authority to execute judgment also, because he is the Son of Man. Do not marvel at this, for the hour is coming which all who are in the graves will hear his voice, and come forth, those who have done good to the resurrection of life, and those who have done evil to the resurrection of condemnation. Or I can of myself do nothing. As I hear, I judge, and my judgment is righteous. Because I do not speak my own will, but the will of the Father who sent me, right? And we must operate in that same way. We must operate according to the will of the Father and according to what he wants, right? Because I cannot be even begin to tell you how many people and how many ministers have done and begun to speak presumptively about different things and about how God's going to heal people and do all of that and right and that's not that's not the will of God and that's certainly not 
about what God wants um, for any of us. Moses in Deuteronomy chapter 18, starting at verse 20, said this, But the prophet which shall presume to speak a word in my name, which I have not commanded him to speak, or that shall speak in the name of other gods, even that prophet shall die. And if thou say in thine heart, How shall we know the word which the Lord hath not spoken? When a prophet speaks in the name of the Lord, if the thing follows not, nor comes to pass, that is the thing which the Lord has not spoken, but the prophet has spoken it presumptuously. Thou shalt not be afraid of him. Now, we have to understand this, that we see ministers day in, day out, and you see a lot of it in the faith ministries where they say, oh, you're going to get this, you're going to get these things, you're going get, to get all of this stuff, you're going to get all this wealth. That has been spoken presumptively, right? And it's important that we understand that when that happens, that they are not acting as a prophet, and that ultimately, at that point, they become a false prophet. So we have to understand that when when God tells us to do something, or we're ministering, the power will be there. But again, it's not like it is you in Harry Potter waving a wand around, laying hands on people, saying, hey, this is going to happen, this is going to happen when it's not the will of God. Amen. So in John chapter 12, and starting at verse 44, um, this is what, what Jesus said. It says, Then Jesus cried out and said, He who believes in me believes not in me, but in him who sent me. And he who sees me sees him who sent me. I come as a light into the world, that whoever believes in me should not abide in darkness. And if anyone hears my words and does not believe, I do not judge him. For I did not come to judge the world, but to save the world. He who rejects me and does not receive my words has that which judges him. The word that I have spoken will judge him in the last day. For I have not spoken on my own authority, but the Father who sent me gave me a command that what I should say and what I should speak. And I know that his command is everlasting life. Therefore, whatever I speak, just as the Father has told me, so I speak, right? And that's how it has to be with us. Now, look, the Holy Spirit is going to be there when we minister. Okay, If we're following him, if we're allowing ourselves to die, if we're praying and doing the things that God wants us to do, then the power will be there when we need it. right? But if we step out in our own will, and if we step out in our own flesh, the power is not going to be there. It's only according to to the Spirit. Again, I said there were a lot of sick people in Israel, but the Lord only ministered to those that he was led to minister to, those that it was the will of the Father to do that. And that is the exact same way that we need to. To do this, right? When it is time for us to lay hands on someone and for us to minister to someone, then the power will be there according to what the will of God is, right? But if it is not the will of God, then it will not be there. And I cannot stress that enough. We cannot act presumptively, particularly during this time and during this uh, this hour and during this age that we are in, right? As we come to the close of this age, I cannot stress enough about this because if we act presumptively when it doesn't come to pass, then what will end up happening is that that person will may get bitter towards God and we may see a lot of other things begin to happen where they don't want God, God to do X, Y, and Z in their life because God didn't answer that one prayer that a minister presumptively said, right? And there is a ton of accountability here as well, because keep in mind, each one of us is going to be accountable for the words that we speak. And if God tells us to speak something and we don't, we'll be held accountable for that. If God says don't speak something or didn't tell us to speak something and we do, we will be held accountable for that as well. So it's important for us to understand and to know what the will of God is and to 
see what the will of God is in this. But the Holy Spirit comes with the demonstration of the power. It gives us the power to be able to see miracles, to be able to to minister into people's lives, to be able to speak the words that God wants us to so that people can be comforted, so that people can, can come to the knowledge of salvation, right? But it's all the power with that too. And then on top of that, it gives us the power and the ability to continue to walk in Him and to continue to move forward with God and forward with Christ as we even in through the darkest and toughest times, right? So I cannot stress enough how the Holy Spirit comes with the demonstration of the power, right? But when you need it and when it's God's will for us to move into it, then that demonstration of the power will be there. Amen. Look, I hope you got something out of this. Look, I hope you, you're enjoying it. Um, the actual song of the week this week actually comes from uh, uh, Taryn Wells and Aaron Cole. Really good song that I just kind of heard the other day. It's a brand new song um, from those guys, and it's called uh, Fake It. So, again, check it out. Uh, Torin Wells, Aaron Cole. Um, check. It's called Fake It, right? And it's uh, just a brand new song that just came out a couple weeks ago. So, check it out. I hope that you enjoy it. it it's a really good tune. It is up on the Path to Redemption uh, podcast playlist. So, I uh, hope that you enjoy that. Again, don't forget about the website, pathtoredemptionministries.org. Tons of resources out there um, for all that. Again, the book Grace Abounds is out there as well. The second book is coming along right now. I'm, I, I'm, I've written quite a bit, and I'm only down to uh, down to Nimrod and the beginning of the, of the Kingdom of Babylon. So a lot of different things and a lot of different facets to this book upcoming. So um, the Lord's taking it in a unique way, in a way that I wasn't fully expecting to, but um, but something that I absolutely I'm loving to write and I'm I'm loving to see where God's going to take this this next book. So, look until next week. Just remember that spend time with the Lord. Make sure that we're drawing close to Him because if we draw close to Him, He will draw close to us, right? And He will watch over us and guide us in all things, right? And do not ever doubt. Like you know, I've heard people say all the time that well, you know, if you want the power, you got to do this. If you want the power, you got to do that. Look, you have the power with the Holy Spirit. It's already in you, and it will be there when it's time to minister according to the power. The only thing you need to do is make sure it's the will of God before you do it, right? And as long as you do, then you'll be all right, and the power will be there. And I can tell you that from experience. There have been numerous times where I didn't know that God wanted me to do something until God told me while I was up behind the pulpit and I would call someone out and I'd pray for them and a miracle would happen and, and some other things, but I knew it was the will of God, right? So it's important that we understand that it's the will of God. And if we do what's been asked of us and we're in his will and everything's fine with our relationship, then that power will be there, right? And it'll be there when you have it. You know, my the pastor of the church that we're going to right now, you know, he was, me and him were talking and he said, you know, I heard a guy say once, that you know, I want I want martyr's grace. Well, you're not going to get martyr's grace until you're about to be a martyr. Then you can get the martyr's grace, right? But that grace will be there if that time ever comes, right? Very similar to the demonstration of the power of the Holy Spirit. When the time comes, it will be there. Okay, it will be there as long as it's according to the leading of the Spirit and the will of the Father. Amen. Look, I hope that you got something out of this. I hope that you enjoyed this podcast. Again, spend some time with the Lord in prayer this week. Spend some time in the scripture. But until next week, just remember the simple truth. The Father loves you, Jesus loves you, and the Holy Spirit loves you. God bless.